Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There'd be a lot of poop in my hands. <laughs> seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural. Lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh, yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big. Mm-hmm. Abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn Podcast. I am the great and powerful mystery. And I am the infamous Jay. I was told to use that by our male lady. Oh, yes, yes. So shout out. Today, we're going to bring you a monster of African descent. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, man. First, we have a lot of front of house stuff, like always. Uh, but I got to warn you guys, everybody at home, I'm extremely tired. I got three hours of sleep. The baby's due any day. Uh, any minute of any second of any day now. It's yes. It's so. What's, what's that word for that? It's like uh, when you're. Oh gosh, now I can't remember. There's a word for that. It's any time now, but I don't know. Ah, whatever. Screw but, it. Yeah. So sorry. I'm very tired. I had three hours of sleep last night. I think it's rubbing off on me. Yes. Uh. So today, let's let's burn through these real fast. Paranormality magazine. We're now uh, affiliates with that. Yeah. So if you buy anything from them, we get a kickback. The code you have to use is Corn Crew. No Promo spaces. code Corn, corn crew. crew. Link will be in the description below. Uh, we have our membership, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything you purchase off their site, I think we get like a little 10% kickback yep. off so, of all your purchases. So if you want to support them and support us, go to uh, what Paranormal. I want to say it Paranormality right. Magazine. Paranormality Magazine. Yes. So yeah, that's that. YouTube, please go and subscribe to our YouTube. There's going about to be a lot more stuff on there very soon. Yep. So uh, get in early, subscribe, say hi, yes. leave a comment, like, share, subscribe. We are 400 away from being able to monetize the YouTube. Ah, okay. So please, if you if you don't 
listen to us on the YouTube, please go subscribe for us. Yeah, just subscribe. There are thousands and thousands of you listening to this every week. If like 10% of you go do that, it would be greatly appreciate it. And hit the likes, boost the algorithms, ring that bell, all, all the things they yep. say. Uh, speaking of the YouTube, the GoFundMe, well, it's actually a Kickstarter. I don't know why it's always been GoFundMe in my notes, but Kickstarter <laughs> was successfully funded. We don't yeah. know. How, it was. It's over as of the time of recording Ooh. this. Like it's... Uh, we're over our goal. Yeah. We don't know how far over we are, but we did it successfully fund it. You got a new button for that, right? For what? The, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, here it is. Ready? Yep. That ain't it. That's a very excited blue whale. Oh, it's whales cheering. Yeah. Oh, my. I, you would turn this towards animals. Always. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Did you just have a seizure? I think so. Uh, but yeah, so it successfully was funded. So there's about to be a lot more content on the YouTube. Yeah. So please Bring go that bell. subscribe. Boost those algorithms. Say hi. Uh, Monster Fest was probably a great success. <laughs> it was this past weekend. We don't know. We, once again, we record these at least a week early. I'll update you guys next episode. Yes. So yeah. Uh, if you're going to contact us, the best way is email, and that's cryptids of the corn podcast at gmail.com. Speaking of which, we're gearing up. We're towards the end of season three. We're gearing up for season four. We already got plans in the work. We would love for written submissions. Yeah. So what we're, we're going to transfer, I tell them. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We're going to transition. Uh, you know, Wednesdays, we're still going to have our interviews that we've got recorded and things like that, but we're going to kind of dial back on them a little bit with things changing in life. But, uh, like schedules changing, you yeah. know, lifestyles changing, basically. But we're going to do listener submissions on Wednesday. So if you guys have any stories you want to share, you want to get off your chest, just want to, you know, want to vet us. If if it's too crazy, we probably won't want to share it. But we'll go through a so, bit yeah. process. If you're if you're a Patreon member, UFOs, or, cryptids, paranormal, any of that stuff, please send it our way. Yeah, I already got a little. I'm holding back on some of them for season four. So I think we're and I think we're going to prioritize our Patreon members first, right? Yeah, sharing their stories yeah, I mean, and things just, like yeah. that. Well, you know, yes. So that's so Wednesdays is going to shift to a more of a listener submission style. It, but um, like Jay said, we will still do our interviews, but with the baby and the documentary series, it's going to be the schedule is yeah. going to tighten up a little bit, and it's just hard to record with other people. So if you got a shory, a shory, a, a story you want us to share, please send them our send them our way. Yeah, uh, Sean Connery, Sean Connery's stories. I don't. I got no more S's. And I want to say this because I've got a lot of comments about it. I know the Ron Moorhead episode was quiet. If anybody's ever met Ron, he's an extremely quiet man. Yes. I don't think everybody understands that I had his volume on maximum. Maxed out. That is him on maximum. I know it's quiet. So, but he is a very quiet man. Yeah. He's very soft-spoken. Just so everybody knows, I am aware. But I do appreciate the comments. Oh, yeah. Appreciate your comments. And uh, maybe I'll motivate uh, or someone will somehow it'll encourage uh, Ron at or maybe a son to invest in a new microphone for him. I don't think it's a microphone or anything like that. I know. I literally had his audio Max turned up out. on Max I saw mode. it. If that would have been anybody else, it would he's have just so blown out your eardrums. I'm saying he needs a, he needs a, he's so soft spoken. He just needs like a mic, like implanted internally <laughs> into his brain. Yeah. So he can mind speak to our roadcaster. There we go. That's quantum Ron Moorhead. Quantum Ron Moorhead. All right, let's get to some reviews. We just have a couple. Uh, oh, and once again, so when, before I read these reviews, you can leave them on Spotify. 
yeah. underneath what you think of this episode. You can also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star review and a comment, and we'll read them. We read the five stars. But if 10% of you guys will do that, that would greatly boost us in the algorithm. Oh, yeah. So please, guys, there's thousands and thousands of you listening. If, we you, great, feel, if yes. you feel inclined, you know, leave us a comment, five-star review. Just try to make us laugh. Do it. Do it. Feel the hate flow through you. With a five-star review. With a five. May the forces of uh, time and space. Do it. Do it. That's all. Yeah, that's all. all right. I, yeah. All right. Do you want to read the reviews? Sure. Yeah. I hardly I mean, ever hand you the iPad. I know. So, okay. Review. Where are we at here? It's uh, under reviews. Oh, new reviews. How about that? So, Michelle, I'm assuming this, maybe this is our friend Michelle that left us a review, but it's just all it says is Michelle. Yeah. I, I don't have a way of, of checking that. I just get the, right. Like, I just get what it says. So, okay. Buckle up. It's a long one. You ready? All right. Here we go. Y'all never disappoint. It was great. That's it. All right. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah. Well, hey, that's good to hear. It's better. That's a, a good review. Mm-hmm. Positive. Our next one comes from Russell CM is the name. Mm-hmm. Um, please, please go to the Brown Mountain, North Carolina. The Brown Mountain lights are really spooky and nobody knows what causes them. Once you see one, it will change your life forever. So, cool thing about the Brown Mountain Lights is with the documentary series, that's one we're going to focus on next year. Yeah. Uh, because... So, oh, thank you, Russell, for yes. foreshadowing. Yes, Russell. It's Yes, I do agree. It's one of the the rare paranormal phenomena that actually present itself pretty regularly. Right. Like, it's, you know, all these haunted locations and all this stuff. Everybody's like, you know, you go there and you see stuff, and 99% of the time, nobody, nobody has anything. No experience. Uh, but the Brown Mountain Lights are the exact opposite. Like, they happen regularly. Quite often, yes. Uh, but yeah, well, thank you, Russell, again. Thank you, Russell and Michelle. Both and Michelle, you. thank you both greatly. Now let's get on to our new Patreon members. Ooh, okay. Patreon is growing. So for everybody at home, we haven't sh- shouted this out in a while, like really. But we try to do it like for our five and ten dollar tier. We do like a monthly like thing, whether it's a game or a live show or an interactive night, like or a movie night, like we do that. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, Patreon also like twice a year. They either if you're a five dollar tier, you get these like little mini figurines or something else, Cryptids the Corn related. And then the $10 tier twice a year gets a custom Patreon t-shirt. Like they're right. only available through Patreon. Yep. And not to mention you get all of our episodes, you know, ad oh, free. Yeah, you get all the ep- the normal episodes ad free. And then you get tons and tons of other episodes. Bonus episodes. We have so many bonus episodes on Patreon. So uh, yeah, hop on over. I mean, you can just even give it a try for a month and see if you like it. I mean... We were recently just told we offer a ridiculous amount of stuff on Patreon. Really? Yes. Who, who left that comment? I'm not telling you. Oh, okay. But no, somebody that subscribes to a lot of our competition, uh, not really competition, they said that we do offer a, a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of stuff. Amount, so. yeah. In a good on. way. In a good way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So join in. You got a lot of content there if you just need content. Phil, I mean, if you find us entertaining or you want to help support us you know, to do this full time or provide you more content, hop on over to Patreon. Let's show us some support. So, our new Patreon members. Oh, yeah. Stephanie Strange. Ooh, okay. Mark Lowen. Okay, Mark. Rosemary Chives. <laughs> I love that name. I know, because it's both herbs. It's both herbs. And then Andrew, you, you've practiced his, for his last name earlier today. Utrecht? Utrecht. Okay. Oh, welcome, so Stephanie, Andrew. welcome. Mark, welcome. Yes. Rosemary, Welcome. welcome. And Andrew, welcome. Welcome to the cult. Your life is about to change forever. <laughs> All right. You ready for today's topic? I am. You sure? 
Maybe. You're really, really sure? That's going to be a long episode, I feel. You're scared me. I'm not ready anymore. Let's not do this. The Nundy Bear. Nundy Bear? The Nundy Bear. Is that like the uh, that bear cartoon that pops up on like 4chan and stuff? What? That's not the Nundy Bear. You're right. You're right. What are you talking about? I don't know. It's this bear cartoon that's just... I really, uh, not the Nundy Bear. It's not. It must be I different. I don't know what you're talking about now. I don't go on 4chan because of all the evil on 4chan. There's all the, it's the chaotic evil, the good, the neutral evil. It's just, it's evil. all exists. It's just evil. I've been on there in probably like three or four years, actually. All right. The Nundy Bear. The Nundy Bear. Or the, uh, the chemiset is the other word for it. The what? Chemiset. Chemiset? Chemiset. Chemiset. Okay. It's spelled chem o sit. So K I M O S I T C H E M. Oh. Like chemistry. Oh, that chem. Oh, C H E M O S I T. Okay. Chemoset. Chemoset. Okay. Uh, everything, it's like you just pronounce it really fast, like chemoset. 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 So this is a cryptid reported from the highlands of Western Kenya as well as Uganda. Described as being a very dangerous animal resembling a bear right. with a very shaggy mane. Okay. Uh, they're large. Don't worry. Various different types of cryptid, though, have been lumped under this name of the Nundi bear. Uh, cryptozoologists have identified it as an amalgamation of various animals, including perhaps two uh, gen- or geniuses. Or, uh, now, my words are going to be really bad today because I'm really tired. Genesis. Of, of unknown animal, uh, a giant hyena and a giant baboon. Ooh. Although identities of living ariums. Okay, what's that? Uh, you've seen them on Ark. They're kind of like the horse gorillas. Horse gorillas? I'm not even joking. Okay, if, hold on. Caliotherium. Hold on. All right, spell that for me, please. C H A C H A L I L I C O. There it is. Okay. Oh, these things. These are massive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. worry. This thing's big. And yes. Caliotheriums. Okay. Oh, I always liked. Yeah, these are an arc. Yeah, exactly what you're saying. They almost look like gigantic anteaters without the long like. So they're related to horses. Okay, they are horses. Like yeah, they're not. They not. They're not horses. Now, but right. But they are related to horses. But they have gorilla hands. Gotcha. Yeah. These are these are the things. Uh, if you ever played Ark, I don't know. If they throw poop. They throw. They these are the ones that throw poop. They throw poop and snow and rocks. Okay. And you tame them with a beer. They just. Yeah, this is not an arc. One. This is not an arc show. I right? know, but if you ever play the game, it's just there seem like fun, gentile, docile animals until you threaten one. Oh, so anyways, uh, it also could be an unknown bear, as been suggested. We're gonna get to all the explanations later. Like uh, what we're the gonna, Nundi bear could yeah. be. And then like like this article states is, this kind of gets lumped into like three or four different things. Kind of get called a Nundi bear. We're really going to focus on the bear-like one. Okay. Not saying it is a bear, but just that quadruped, can stand up, big. Furry. Yeah, imagine like a really, like a grizzly bear, a hyena baby. Mixed with, okay, okay. Uh, the Nundi bear is named after the Nundi people who live in Capabet, an area where the animal is frequently seen. Jeffrey Williams, one of the first eyewitnesses, compared the animal just he saw to a bear, and the name stuck. So, yeah, the native people did not call it a bear. They, they called it the camisette. Right, right. Uh, but he called it the Nundi bear. The Nundi are people, and it's their bear. Now, are there any bears in Africa? Let's hold on to that. Come However, on. prior to the 1930s, the name camisette or Kamasat, uh, seemed to be the most commonly used name. In the first decades of the 20th century, it is often referred to simply as an unknown animal or an unidentified animal of the Uyghur Gasha. 
and the later of the Maguin Railway. Okay. I don't know if I pronounce those at all it correctly. Sound, it sounds fun anyways. Uh, a number of oddly similar names have appeared in lar- uh, to larger hyenas, which seem to be the Nundi Bear by different authors, including giant forest hyena, brown forest hyena, long-haired brown forest hyena, giant forest hyena. Uh, the first were referenced as the so-called Nundian monster in 1937. Uh, let me... Let okay, me, sorry. sorry. Uh, it was later used by the hunter McLeod in 1962, which applied to the Nundian zoologist to the giant hyena shot by Douglas Hinton in 1981. So basically what this is saying is that a whole bunch of other zoological articles yeah. were comparing what seems to be a similar creature by many different names. So this is the time when a lot of zoologists were going to Africa to make their name for themselves. Okay. So they're all over the African continent in this area, uh, they were calling it everything like basically it was being described as a hyena. This is very hyena-like, right? But as of now, there are no bears in the area. Okay, so that's just their closest thing to compare it to. So they were saying it was a gigantic hyena. So at this point, there there are no bear. But other people, so they got the original area is not it's calling it a hyena, but everywhere else around it, where zoologists are describing it as a hyena. Okay, and we can talk about that later. Uh, well, I was going to ask you, like, how many friggin' hyena are there? You just rattled off like so. This is all like all these different zoologists uh-huh. from all around, like all this massive area, are each witnessing a creature and describing it by a different name. Okay, so it's not like this one person is calling it the brown forest hyena. Right. Another person is calling it oh. the long haired hyena. So all those names you named off are what they named it. Individuals are calling the animal they see. Right, zoologist, not com- yeah, not comparing it to actual hyenas. That those aren't real species. Gotcha. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. I know it's a mouthful. Because like all those ones you said, and I'm I'm waiting for you to like name the ones I know, and you never did. No, because they're and not. I was like, well, okay, this is a lot of hyena. Yeah. So despite being uh, you are you utilized by the aforementioned zoologist as well known as common names, none of these names are known to be have used anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So these are each zoologist naming these creatures their common name. Gotcha. Okay. So it's all the same thing, but they're coining different words. Coining different words. Yes. Yeah. Correct. All right. I'm I'm mopping up what you're spilling. You know, I'm riding along this boat of information. So, yeah, let's get over to kind of the general description of the Nundi Bear, which is kind of hard. According to Banyard Havelmans. Oh, yeah. You've heard this name before. Have I? Maneaters on Patreon. Maneaters. Yeah, he pops up in the Maneaters episode. Uh, okay. Uh, the sightings of which cannot be explained by mistaken identity all confirm on a single description of an animal. So, basically, he's saying that he went through all these descriptions of what supposedly is a Nundi Bear or these hi- giant hyenas. Mm-hmm. And he kicked out all the ones he could explain away okay. from a different animal. Okay. So here's what he's kind of left with as a general description. Gotcha. Thick, stocky bodies, high weight or weathers, uh, sloping back. Weathers is like your crotch. Oh, okay. Um, f- uh, four quarters covered with thick fur, hind quarters smooth and bare. Oh. Long, rather pointed snout, small ears, no visible tail, color, thwatty with too dark brown. So let's go through that. Thick, stocky body. Okay. High withers, sloping back. So that means is the front shoulders are taller than the back shoulders. Oh, that's what that means. Okay. The front quarters, so the first half of the body, is covered in very thick, long fur. Okay. The hind quarters are smooth and bare. bare. Doesn't mean they're naked. It means Just... animals with really tight fur. Okay. It's not the big fluffy mane up front. Right. Okay. And not so that hyenas have that. 
Uh, some bear species have that. Lions have it. It's it's you know it's a common thing yeah. with mammals. To okay. have your front has more display piece with this long shaggy fur. Like even a lion. And it's, it's even pr- protection for some of these animals. Like we're gonna talk about sun bears later. They have this at the front of them, and it's so like when they're fighting tigers and stuff, they can't, can't grab they their can't neck. grab their flesh. Yeah, they're just grabbing mouthfuls of this giant fur. thick mane. Yeah, it's a good it's a good defense system. I've seen my uh, chow use it. Time, yeah, time to time. Long, rather pointed snout. So that's a unique one. Okay. When you think of hyenas, most of the time you don't think of a long pointed snout. You think more of like a bulldog head. Yep, more stubby. Small ears and no visible tail. The color thirty to dark brown. Thirty is like a brindle. If anybody at home like like light yellows and browns kind of mixed in. Okay. And then to dark brown. Okay. So we have this kind of composite of an animal. Yeah, I'm trying to picture in my head. So far, I'm... it looks bearish. It looks hyenish. It looks like several different things. Yeah, uh, yeah. So according to some zoologists, the animal referred to as the Nundi bear actually seems to be more of than one cryptid. As uh, as early as 1914, Bolivian uh, Bolivian Percival wrote that the Nundi animal and the Maguanian railway animal were different and should not be confused with each other. And the animals such as the Shrivelo and the Kemasat which have been brought together under the label of the Nundi bear, do appear to be very distinct. Mm, it's like two separate so there's creatures. Four, he's saying right now four. Oh, okay, okay. So there's, But there's all being lumped as the Nundi. Right, right. Uh, George Ehart uh, s- separates the Nundi bear into two main cryptids, the large baboon-like beast and the hyena-like creature. He offers a description of both versions, so we're going to go into his little descriptions of both. Okay. The hyena-like animal is twice the size of a spotted hyena, with shaggy brown hair, a short head uh, displaying red eyes, small ears, large teeth, as a long mane on its front quarters, and a sloping back to its forelegs, longer in the er, longer than its hind legs. So it's basically, its front legs are longer. You know, very hyena, like just really big. It has a short tail, is okay. a spade-shaped uh, degraded track, larger than that uh, those of a man, with three toes and a huge, unwieldy third or turned claw on its pad. So three toes and then one fourth one. Yeah. Okay. So very similar to canids and yeah. some cats. Yeah. Remember we talked about hyenas on a different episode? Hyenas aren't dogs and they're not they're not cats. They're their own thing. Right, yeah. But okay. Dogs do have five digits, but the dew claw is, is uh, vestigial. Right. But this one only has three. Pl- it has with, four. With the dew claw. Plus with, the dew claw. Well, right? no, we don't know that's a dew claw. It could be its fourth finger for a different form. Okay. So either way, only uh, four fingers. Only four fingers are present in the track. How many do uh, raccoons have? Five. Dang it. Okay. There goes my raccoon man theory, or giant raccoon theory. The baboon-like version is a thickest animal, three foot six inches to four foot six inches at the shoulder, and five to or four to five foot when it's standing on its hind legs. So this is the one that stands up. Uh, it is dark brown to thoughty. It has long, shaggy hair, a long head similar to that of a bear. Uh, to a short neck, displaying small ears, a stumpy nose, and a pointed snout. Its front area, shoulders, and front legs are thickly furred, whilst its hindquarters are relatively bare. Its weathers are high, and its back is sloping. Its tail is small or non-existent. It is leaving oblong pyramidal tracks five mm-hmm. inches long to th- uh, and three and a half inches wide, displaying five clawed toes. Okay, so these are clearly two different, separate and his animals. Yes, if, yes. With these descriptions, at least. Yes. Especially the foot. What Was the foot... 
uh, prints left and the amount of toes. Yes. Completely different. Yes. Okay. And once again, we're talking about Africa in the you know from the teens to the 30s. Okay. So there's a lot of animals that are just being discovered. Keep in mind, gorillas at this point, you know, in the early 19th or the early 20th century, were not a documented species yet. Right. And now we know they're there. So Havelmans also noted the difference between the tracks of the Mapinguari railway animal and those which uh, took Cook, Captain William Henshin's dog, which we'll talk about later. Mm, took his dog? Mm-hmm. They stole a shark? That's what it made me think of. Uh, the nunny bear rests on its haunches like a true bear. It is described as having a loping run or a sideways centered run, also almost like that of a bear. The baboon-like variation, though, is capable of standing upright. Uh, but other than that, it is only detailed accounts of these encounters of the animal are very brief. Most information on the nunny bear's behavior must come from the native testimony. It is described as very aggressive, highly dangerous, killing livestock and animals. When it climbs, leaps, or forces its way through fences and thorns, uh, thorn zebras to get into. So it's like, a, I think that's a like a thorny plant they use. Okay. It's like a big thorn bush? Yeah. Okay. It's also said to force its way into hunts at night to kill its occupants. Various native sources, as well as Captain Hinch's, describes it as a terrifying howl and a moaning call. Perhaps most notable is said to tear and smash open the heads of its livestock and humans to eat their brains. We're going to talk about that here in a minute, too. I I figured you were, yeah. Captain Hinches uh, wrote that the Nundy Bear waits in its trees near roads to waylay waylay travelers and rip their heads open. Attacks away women's washing their clothes so often that many women will not go down to the river without an armed man. Yeah. Captain Hinches also noticed that its habits of forcing its way through six-foot-tall zebras, uh, sometimes, which he had never known even man-eating lions and leopards to do. Hmm. It is also generally regarded as a nocturnal animal, hunting and attacking during the night. And all the sayings made during the day or in the mornings, the animal's running away and ignores the eyewitnesses. Whilst the nocturnal encounters are often displayed extremely aggressive behaviors, even attacking some eyewitnesses and their dogs. The Nundy Bear is mainly reported in the forested regions of the Uisin Basin Plateau in the Nundy Hills, especially near Capazit and Kantzpower. According to George Ford, they also reported the Ugandans Mount Urlin, and it apparently has been reported in Rwanda. Hmm, okay. That's a lot. Okay. It's giving me, it, it is giving me like hyena vibes. Hyena, so it's like, I, I, I hyena think, slash big cat vibes somewhere in, somewhere. So you're getting that kind of vibe. Yeah. Hold o- on to that. Only because the only reason I'm getting that is because what did you say was it, it would wait in the trees? So, yes, yes. So that's being, giving me big cat. Like I, a leopard. I don't know if hyenas do that. I don't think they do. But then the other thing was eating the brains out. Like in that hyena behavior? Yeah, so hyenas do do that. Yeah. But it's weird with Africa, a lot of animal, like a lot of monsters are said to do this. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, including the Nundi bear. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's... It's real weird. Uh, there are, like I said, hyenas aren't cats or dogs. Uh, their really primitive ancestors are really weird. We're going to talk about hyena dance later. Hi- oh, okay. Very ancient order of animals. Yeah, yeah. I think I know of, well, I think we've talked about hyena dance in our uh, mm-hmm. hyena episode. We may have. I think we mentioned it. So for some sightings, there is an awful lot of them. Okay. A I, lot. This are, animal. Are all the sightings in this like kind of general area? Yeah. This Kenya Africa, yeah. Kenya and Africa. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to start with 1905. 
the Nundy people allegedly told Richard, now this is a hell of a name, Men Rosata Gatuin. Uh, can I just see it? I just need to. I just need to look at this now. The first line under sightings. Okay. Um. Under sight. Okay. Richard. Oh, you're right. Minerts. Minerts Hagen. That's not what I read. <laughs> you're leaving out about half the letters there. I don't think it so. Like Minerts. Minerts. Minerts Hagen. It has 24 letters on it. It's. It looks very German. It probably is. It's got a lot of Z's. Yeah. Uh, so the Nundi Bear was common with the Nundi people first settled in the highlands of what now is Kenya, uh, which occurred in and around the 17th century. It is said that they have been pushed to the brink of extinction by the Wrightson epidemic at the end of the 19th century, which decimated the populations of various ungulates, including the then cryptological giant forest hogs. Uh, so, which was another cryptid, but is now a documented species. Okay. So basically, this this uh, disease wiped out a ton of animals in the wild. Oh, okay. So the Nundi people said that the same this happened to these guys too. Yeah. Although okay. it was never uh, abu- or abundant, it was not uncommon before the epidemic. Although the population never recovered during the colonial era, the Nundi bear was blamed for allegedly hundreds of natives who were found dead with their skulls crushed in every year. Oh. Probably the victims of hyenas, though. Yeah. It was widely feared for the native people, but it was, does not seem to have been known to the Europe or other colonial officers until the turn of the century. So I have a Captain Hitchinson's uh, note b- before that. So basically, the Nundi people said that when they moved to the area, they were they were not uncommon. They weren't common. But they weren't uncommon. Yeah. it's not it, They weren't a mystery. A they, mystery. They were seen. Yeah, like, Exactly. Uh, it wasn't it, just folklore. But like, like the ep- after this disease ran through and killed up a ton of ungulates, so that's four-legged animals. Oh, okay. I was about to ask what that was. Uh, they just killed all kinds of stuff, including this this another this giant forest hog, this massive pig. Oh, there was a massive pig. Yeah, which was another cryptid until later. What do you mean? It was still a cryptid. Like it was another one of these animals that was not documented by science for a long time. Gotcha. Okay. But it was the then cryptid. So they were talking about this. The Nundi bear, then they were talking about this giant forest hog yeah. in the same breath. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Is that forest hog still around? Yeah, I, giant... I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure in some capacity it is because pigs just don't go away. Uh, some species of pigs are very sensitive. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So Captain Hitchinson's, one of the one of the best <laughs> accounts of that of Major Porthwat in <laughs> Mist... What, I just that was not even close to his name, but I know you're talking about Hitchens. Unless you're talking Hitchens. about the same same guy, right? Yeah, Captain Hitchens. Oh, okay. Never mind. I thought you're talking about- no, no. This is okay. Not the Captain guy- Hitchens wrote, not the um, the Nazi. <laughs> okay, I thought you were just like, all right. I'm just making it this now. I have done that with other people's names. <laughs> I know, but that's why I was laughing. Okay, so Hitchens. So different. two well-known Kenyan colonists. Uh, whose experiences and words are not lightly to be interpreted in such matters. They saw the animal in the grasslands in the scrub, and they took it for a lioness. Later, the side view of the head gave the impression of a snout, and the head being very large, while the beast stood very still, highly uh, forward, four foot three inches to four foot six inches at the shoulder. The back, they say, sloped steadily towards the hindquarters, and the animal moved with a shambling gait, which uh, best be compared to the shuffle of a bear. The coat, which was thick and dark brown in color. Finally, the beast broke into the sh- uh, shambles trot and made a belt for the trees near the river where it was lost. Hmm. So that's kind of this first encounter. They kind of see it during the day. It's out. First, they're thinking it's a lioness. Yeah. It stands up 
and bolts, and they're like, okay, that's not a lioness. Very bear-like. I don't know if anybody at home has seen bears. You know, we have listeners all over the world. Uh, have you seen bears? They kind of have this very goofy walk to them. They have a goofy run to them. Yeah. They're very serious predators, don't get me wrong, but they look goofy. Right, yeah. Like uh, kind of blumbering big yes, it, animals. But That's what this is going to be described as. Yeah. Uh, and that's where the nutty bear kind of comes from. It, it's okay. very bear-like in movement. Yeah. Maybe not look. or sh- Yeah, but s- kind of shape, kinda, but you know, it's yeah. more the, yeah, it's it's a uh, locomotion. Mm-hmm. So some years later, or some years before 1912, the Nundy killed the Sher- the Shervali after it climbed into the uh, roof of a hut, broke through, and killed everyone inside. The group of villagers burned down this hut with the animal inside. Jeffrey Williams heard of this preserved skin of a similar animal in Carbos, but was unable to obtain it. C.W. Hodley heard the rumors of the Nundy bear had been shot by, by a Bora who left the carcass where he could find it. Similarly, the Ugandan farmer named R.K. Williams was said to have accidentally killed a young Nundy bear with poison bait that he set out for hyenas. Mm. He said it was much larger than a spotted hyena, although it had the same dirty yellow-brown fur. Its head was just like that of a bear. Williams returned to his camp to fetch a knife to skin the carcass, but when he, in his absence, it was dragged away by actual hyenas. Oh, of course. Uh, which I do believe. 100%. Like, yeah. hyenas are very good predators. People don't realize how big hyenas are naturally, like spotted hyenas and stuff, but hyenas are also opportunistic. And they're all going to die from eating that poison meat. Yes. Oh, yeah. The Nundy claimed, or was claimed to... Uh, the Nundy claimed... The one had been shot dead by a poison arrow in the forest of Dorabu, uh, by a Dorabu man. He said that the Nundi and or he was seen by the Nundi and his friends. The Nundi described the carcass as having the shape like a hyena with longer legs, heavy front corners, a size like that of a Great Dane, uh, the forehead hmm. like a man's short hair, the ear smaller than a hyena and round, uh, the nose long like that or long like a dog, but not heavy. Uh, the teeth long and bigger than that of a lion, hair long, bat- black, soft, and a mane, although the way down its back, although it was shaggy beard, a uh, tail like that of a donkey, feet not very big, the claws like that of a dog, and the size of an ant bear or an aardvark. Although they only saw its body, the Nundy said it was like that of a monkey. Mm, okay. So that was rough translation yeah. for the Nundy. At some point uh, shortly before 1918, the Garat appeared on the farm of a Kariboxin where 10 sheep were missing. All 10 were found, uh, seven dead and three alive, all of them without brains, mm. the dead ones. Well, yeah. I know, just how it's written. <laughs> Over the next 10 days, the same thing happened to 57 goats and sheep, which 13 of them were found alive. And the, loca- the locals in the area described the culprit as the beast that walked on two legs uh, sn- uh, scratched babies and killed men. Eventually, it was tracked to a ravine and speared to death, whereupon it was discovered to be a very large spotted hyena. It had eventually turned to brain-eating through some sort of madness. However, the uh, Havelmans writes that it's not completely proven that the slain animal was the culprit. Oh, okay. That's the one that actually did it. Yeah. So they, f- they found a massive spotted hyena and stabbed it to death and then blamed it. As but being, this is Africa. There are lots of predators everywhere. Right, exactly, yeah. And hyenas everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they found a really big spot of hyenas, like, that's it. Spirit! 
Kill it. Poke it full of holes till it stops moving. Charles Stohan saw what his friend believed was the Nundy Bear near the Coppicen River in Stoic. He described it as being the size of a lion, but moving differently, with a pig-like snout and an enormous tail the size of a tree trunk. Its ears were large, circular, and transparent. Mm. He rushed indoors to grab his rifle, but by the time he returned, the animal was fleeing. Although his friends said that it must have seen the Nundy Bear, he himself believes it was some former of a mutant or a hybrid aardvark. Yeah, it sound, does not sound like our previous descriptions at all. Yeah. Aardvarks are, it sounds like an aardvark. I think he's seen a big aardvark. Really? Yeah. They have transparent ears? Kind of, they have thin ears to help regulate body heat. Ooh, okay. Uh, I got to Google an aardvark. And this is also, you know, what I say, uh, 1912. Okay. So, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot could be happening here. Oh, uh, yeah, aardvarks, okay. Ivan T. Sanderson, the father of crypto, modern cryptozoology, wrote that the brown shaggy skin of the London Natural History Museum which may have belonged to that of a Nundy bear. A settler of the Tanzanokan claimed that it had been attacked by a Nundy bear, which broke down the door of his hut. He says, The creature broke down the door to get him, and was, he said, about eight foot high and was gray like a polar bear. Uh, it was a terrible creature with red eyes, blazing, and jaws slashing. He went straight for the man, chased him around the table, followed. Luckily, however, the man managed to grab a revolver, that was hanging by the wall and fired into the animal's chest, which then turned into a growl horribly, horribly made out in through the doorway and then fell. Oh, so he killed it. Yeah. That's, that's this is the hide that was turned into the, the History Museum. Oh, what museum? Uh, the, well, the London's Natural History Museum. Okay. The grandfather's Smithsonian. Yeah, exactly. While hunting in the forest of Kenyon, Roger uh, Corturally sh uh, was shown a pair of enormous tracks with those of the hyena, but splayed inward in the size of a dinner plate. He believed that these tracks were of a bear due to the size uh, and described them turned inward. So bears kind of have their tracks pointed in. Yeah, they walk like a pigeon toad almost. Yes. Uh, so before we move on, yes, Jay's jumping. He's supposed to remind me. I couldn't see the timer. We now, we're going to try this for the first time, an ad break. Yeah. So, All right. So it's not just in the middle of a sentence. Here you guys go. Welcome to Intermission. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're, and back. we're back. Even though I talked in the middle of that, yes. I didn't know our mics were still on. Yes. Did you see me turn them off? 
No. Then that's how you know they were still on. Oh, yeah. We're going to jump ahead a little bit. This jumps around everywhere. Uh, But December of 1961, Boys Life Annual Magazine. During the survey of this area of the Mapagori Railway was being built, Clifford Hills Dutch uh, boys encountered a large animal of the Korean Plains. He was unable to describe it, but when he was shown a book of animals, he selected a bear as being the most likely animal he's seen. A subcontractor, Mr. Kovrukaga, saw an animal along the Mapagorian Railway track. His description tailed with that of J.W. Hicks, uh, which is below. Huh. It's my nickname. Was it? J.W. Hicks. Yeah. Uh, basically, the really strange tracks. So he just saw weird tracks. Yeah. It's just It's just kind of the same kind of thing. This weird, like, almost bear-like tracks. Okay. Uh, now we're going to go to 1923. According to a newspaper report of July 1923, the American sportsman named J. Hammered Burge shot and killed an animal incorrectly described as some sort of cat believed to be the Nundy Bear. According to these reports, the animal appeared outside of Bergen's camp one morning. He shot it while it was charging one of his party. He described it as a species of giant man-eating hyena with a strength and bulk unheard of. The jaws were powerful as a lion. The skin is striped like an ordinary hyena's, but unlike this, those animals, the hind and forequarters of that were equally height. Hmm. So he's saying it, was, it wasn't soaked back. Right. So 1925, Captain William Henchins sent out an investigation uh, basically to look in the Kenyan countryside. A six-year-old, the latest victim of a six-year-old girl had been snatched. Basically, this village was getting decimated by this thing, mm-hmm. which happened a lot in Africa. Uh, it seems like it. Uh, yes, because there's I mean, a lot of... We got a list of creatures that have been doing this. Yes. Uh, so the whole tent rock, this is his, uh, as it roared, terrifying, and carried off a pet dog. The whole tent rock, the poles in which the Mabawian, which is the name of a dog... Was try uh, was tied to, flew out and let down the right pole. Basically, the the dog's tied up to this the pole inside the tent. Okay, the dog is outside. Right. This thing attacks the tent, grabs the dog and rips it so hard the whole pole goes with it. Oh, that dog's dead. And the tent comes down. Oh yeah, no, the dog is dead. The dog is dead. Uh, basically, they find these tracks again, the size of an elephant's, but very similar to that of a lion's. But the size of an elephant? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 1927. I don't know if believed in this time to be a giant hyena killed 12 cattle near Turiso and was shortly uh, in, in there shortly before 1927. It killed prey by savagely ravaging the shoulders close to the ribs and the heart. Right. Very odd place to attack. You know, most predators are, are going to attack the back legs to slow it down. Yeah, or attack like the it neck. took a big like swipe at it, whatever, and mm-hmm. the center mass. 1936, uh, Kenyan settler Joseph A. Coop shot a huge lynx-like creature while it's hunting in the Maori forest. The slain animal, which had been seen by Chief Game Warden uh, of Kenya, A.T.A. Ritchie, supposedly resembled that of a giant lynx, but he had a dark... Uh, mahogany-colored fur and was believed by locals to be the Nundy Bear, which had been supposedly reported in the area for over 20 years. The skin and the skull of the animal were sent to the National History Museum of London, but disappeared. Now, did you add that? No. Oh, my gosh. Why does this stuff go to all these museums and go away? Because the average person thinks the museum is a good place to send these things. Yeah. And then the museum just was like, ah, incinerator. Throw it in the river. Throw it in the river. We don't got room for this. Let's just throw it in the river. 
Just mammoth tusk. Yeah, we don't even know what this is. Let's throw it in the river we, so we don't have to worry about knowing what it is. We're going to jump ahead to 1967. Okay. Once again, there's hundreds of these. Like, like, yeah. Literally, we could go all like three hours on sightings of this all thing. All night long. The Barry, or Barry Gamerin reported seeing an extraordinary animal the size of a spotted hyena with long hair and a short nose on Mayer's farm in 1967. He felt certain that the animal was a long-haired brown hyena. Also in 1967, a farmer named John Rowing was driving down the forest road in Campingang Hills when he says, a shaggy beast, long hair unkept, unshown like that of an unshown sheep, jumped in the road ahead of me, uh, bounded along for a short distance in the headlight of my car. For the state of the coat, it w- we imagined it might be a domestic dog gone feral. Mm. It's choice between a sheep and a large dog, but none of them could be sure. Uh, while its ears stood up like that of a dog, its coat was more like a sheep. Interesting. I'm having ideas in my head about what this could be, and it's it's starting to come together. 1981. This is my second to last one we're going to talk about today. Okay. And then I have a surprise for you. Ooh. In July of 1891, a large hyena-like animal was seen in the area of Hunton and was shot and uh, shot the giant forest hyena in the 1950s. Uh, so basically, there was a, a giant forest hyena supposedly was shot in the 1950s. It's the same area. Okay. A witness who, who were there, uh, the animal was not a hyena, a boar, or a baboon. Uh, they gave the description of this. A One group of huts of woman folk said that a strange animal had been around their huts. And they were unable to describe it. However, the second group of dwellings, an old man described it, the creature, walk around his hut. Uh, early morning when it lopped across the road, his sh- shamba and so into the next where somebody in the Rugen uh, disappeared into the Maze. All these words, I don't know yeah. what they mean. <laughs> he described it as quite vivid and tailed. Uh, simply the creature was said to be a Naman, a wild animal, but it's not a Fisa, which means hyena. Okay. Or most indignant when he suggested it was a baboon or a pig. He knew that the later well that we destroyed his Maza, which I guess is his home. He described it as a dirty dog and a bloody brute. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but yeah, destroyed stray cattle. Yeah, basically it just destroyed everything. Nobody could describe this thing from this encounter. It was all seen at pieces like through the little yeah, windows. And it didn't seem like, well, I don't know. Well, didn't seem like any of, well, yeah, obviously never saw, I wouldn't say saw the same thing, but if they just seen different pieces of this thing. So 1998. Ooh, we're getting very recent. The most recent known nanny bear sighting occurred in February 1998 when engineer Dennis Burt and his wife Marilyn were driving through Kamasi Road in the base of Nundin Eskimont in the rain. They saw a large animal across the road. They reversed the car, and the pair observed this animal for about 15 seconds. Although they initially mistook it for a bear, they soon realized it was an enormous shaggy hyena. Like a striped hyena, only very much bigger. Mm, it's, it seems to be a common theme. Yes. So, hmm. I have a surprise for you. Oh, I'm ready. I've been waiting for this surprise. What if I told you somebody apparently, allegedly, caught an undie bear? Is his name Teddy Roosevelt? No. Because I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, in the 1930s, a 200-year-old advertisement for a menagerie in Halifax, New Yorkshire, in the United Kingdoms, was discovered that mentioned, along with the monkey and carnivorous mammals, an animal, half and half. The head like that of a hyena, the hind that of a fission fission bear. Zoologist T.C. Keeley noted that the description of the animal recalls that of the Nundi bear. 
Whatever the animal was, it deserved it whether it wasn't a hyena or a bear. Whoever wrote the advertisement was clearly familiar enough with both of these to make the comparison. Mm -hmm. The writers of Animals and Men pointed out that the animal may have been a shaggy brown hyena, which is only from, uh, formally described in 1820. So the notable which uh, Carl Sharker agrees. Another menagerie, Manders Traveling Menagerie, exhibited three animals, which Keeling was, uh, said resembled the Nundy Bear in 1869. Early newspaper articles showed the exhibit in the England and Wales in the early 1867. There, uh, these were these Indian prairie friends, most wonderful creatures, heads like that of a hippo, body like a bear, claws similar to a tiger, and ears like a horse. According to Menner, these animals were from North America. Other menageries exhibited Tasmanian devils under the name Prairie Friend. Uh, one of our hand, uh, one of the the other hand, Schrocker speculates that menagerie Indian Prairie Friends could be that of living ground sloths. From South America, mm -hmm. so basically, there's a lot of these like these old menageries. We're talking 1700s, were displaying animals that had been captured from various parts of the world. Yeah, and you know it's hard to say what they were. Right. Yeah, because the I mean, you're just going off their description. Yeah. You don't got a photo of it. Uh, there has been supposedly a couple specimens. Uh, at least four alleged nutty num bear Nundi. specimens <laughs> have been sent to the museum over the hundred or over the hundred years, but unaccountably disappeared. The first specimen mm. had huge link or lynx-like creature shot in 1936 that we talked about. Uh, the skull and skin were sent to the British Museum and they disappeared. The second and third specimen were the giant forest hyenas claimed to be shot by Douglas Hunton and the bones were sent to the, the Norbury Museum and they disappeared. Mm, okay. So yeah, basically at least four specimens have been sent to museums and in Europe disappeared. and disappeared. It's like Lance Burton is running all these uh, museums. So, yeah, and then there's tons and tons and tons of tracks. Literally, there's so much documentation on the tracks, and they're all kind of different. Different, okay. So they're really hard to classify as evidence for the Nundy Bear. I think I know what this is. So all I have left is theories, and I have a lot of them. So I would like to hear yours first before I go into them. I'm going to give you your chance. Okay, uh, I got like two, maybe three theories. Go ahead. One... It's a theory, but I think is wrong. Let's go out and say it, but I think it's could be a sloth bear. It's one of my theories. Okay. Two could be a uh, ground sloth, like just some weird undocumented ground sloth. So as far as I know from the fossil record, mm -hmm. they're not present in Africa and Europe. till they found, till this thing. That's, that's the, the caveat. So they are present. They just never left. They're, they're. No, I don't even think it's that one. That one I don't think. But I'm just throwing out there. Now the one I actually think it is. Now you tell me if I hit the nail right on the head on this one, it might ruin all your stuff. I think this is a hybrid hyena species between two different hyena species, and they hybrid and have a mate or have a baby. But when this baby is a hybrid, it's not like of this pure. You know, hyena lineage or this pure iron, like a liger, like it a gets liger. massive, and they change. Like yeah, and, and not only that, they get uh, pushed away from their own packs. Like they don't oh, want. Yeah, yeah, they get isolated. They get isolated, so they start acting. You know, all aggressive or you know, trying to live. And they probably get bigger. That's that's my guess. I think this is a hybrid hyena. Now I like that idea. The only thing in my personal mind that goes against it, okay, is the number of sightings and encounters. 
Well, like, you got to imagine, though, how many different types of hyenas are there? Two, mainly. That's it? Yeah, there's subspecies of those. Uh, I, what do you mean? There's a lot of subspecies. Well, yeah, there's... so it could be one of the, you know, hybrid subspecies. You know, they, they, they mate together or whatever, but either way, I think if you're not of this or that. There's brown hyenas and there's spotted hyenas. Okay. What happened to the hairy ones? Those are brown. The long, sh- <gasps> excuse me, the shaggy ones? Yes. Okay, what happened to the, like the big, the big ones? Those are spotted hyenas. So yeah, spotted are bigger than browns, I believe. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's all so that's hybrids. My, that's my only thing against that is that hybridization is kind of rare in nature, mm-hmm. not unheard of, but right. it's kind of rare. But it's possible. But for the number of sightings this, for this to be occurring, it'd be happening really regularly. Yeah, and I think we would have more specimens if it's regularly happening. Eh, true, I guess. That's just my. They're interdimensional. That's number four. <laughs> okay. Ready for our first culprit? Sure. What any of those? All my, any of mine on your list? I didn't have the giant ground sloth. What was your middle one? Well, or what was your first one? Sloth bear. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Oh, so it is on the list. Mm-hmm. All right. So spotted hyenas. Right. Let's just say that these are the freaks. These are big spotted hyenas. Yeah. Uh, it's a couple of the stories, and I left out probably about half the ones on my list just for time. Right, you yeah. couldn't tell everybody at home. I'm very tired, and I was kind of hopping around. If, Sorry for all the misreading. There's a lot on the Nundy Bears. So. Yes, so spotted hyenas that just you know uh, they're often being blamed for Nundy Bear attacks, anyways. Right, uh, hyenas do like brains. Yep, like, like they do do that. So like, do you do yeah. check? Off the list, like brains. So, what do you think about uh, spotted hyenas? We um, they may even just be normal spotted hyenas that are fr- like freaks, just freaks like, in aggressive, nature, like yeah. uh, really aggressive. Like they were too close to a, uh, I don't know, interdimensional portal and that mutated them. They got the ooze from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, throwing on them. Oh, oh I thought you were gonna say the ooze from my more Power Rangers movie. So these spotted hyenas are obviously spotted. They do have a mane, but they're not shaggy front legs. Yeah. So personally, to me, I don't really think this is um big majority of the ones seen especially by the native people they know they know exactly there's a lot of spotted hyenas they know so yeah probably not just straight up that i i can't rule out some of the white people seeing the nundi bear i could say it's a spotted hyena Mm -hmm. yeah especially if it's only one of the first times you've seen a hyena and you happen to see a really big spotted hyena and you're like like, oh my god it's the nundi bear yeah it's what they talked about yeah percentage could be like three percent of the sightings so how about a large variant of the Kenyan variety of the brown hyena? So this is the the one that's much more shaggier. Yeah. The one that's much more reclusive. Uh these are, you know, they they're not as big, but they do have these long hairs. So this is what a lot of early biologists and zoologists said. It's probably the giant they literally call it the long haired giant forest hyena, the brown giant forest hyena, like all this stuff. Yeah. They were saying it's a cousin. It's one of these variants of a brown hyena. Right. That most of these zoologists were sure it was a variant of a, of a brown hyena. It just was a big variant. Right. So it could be a subspecies. We talk about phenotypes a lot. Yeah, big phenotype. What do you think about this one? I, it, just as much as credible as the spotted, you know? I think this one's a little more credible. Oh, Just because okay. the coloring of the coat yeah. it actually has the big mane. True. Like it's, okay. Its yeah. whole front legs are real long and furry. Like spotted hyenas don't have that. Right. It's just that freakish size difference. Yeah. That this one has. Now here's a weird one. Honey badgers. Okay. Uh, and their cousin rattles, which are you know a similar creature. The lar- they can be very black in color. Honestly, They're low can, to the ground. Can they be big? They're not like that big, but yeah. they are hyper aggressive. Oh yeah. So and they're kind of they're kind of seclusive. 
Like, so they're not easily seen. So these could be one of these animals. So they're not like a hyena where you're going to see them if you live in Africa for a certain period of time. Yeah. You're going to see them. You know, these guys can hide pretty good. And, but they can turn on and be hyper-aggressive. Oh, I've seen badger videos where they just go nuts. I personally don't think this is one, but this is one I've seen pop up a lot. Yeah, I don't think it's a badger. Although we never discussed giant badgers or badger man. I wonder if that exists out there. No, because uh, we, we'd all already be dead. That would be scary. We'd all already be dead. Badgers? Badgers? We don't need no stinking badgers. So, uh, Hovelman, which has been like a lot of these man eaters and stuff yeah. like that, he believes a lot of the 1913 sightings were of African painted dogs, African hunting dogs. Okay. Uh, which uh, there's a picture of one. Okay. Kind of like halfway between what I would say a German Shepherd and a hyena. Yeah. By looks. It's, yeah. It's because, uh, and they were kind of rare at this time. They had a lot of, they were wiped out in a couple of areas, like mm. they've been extirpated. So, they could be re- like coming back and be very rarely seen. Right, yeah. And, you know, it's a very scary-looking animal. They're not very big. Uh, they're like German Shepherd-sized, a little smaller, like a medium to small German Shepherd. I mean, that fits some of those descriptions, though. It, the coloring and, like, the yeah. ears and the head and all that, yeah. How about a really big aardvark? See, now, I looked him up, and it, well, aardvarks don't have the fur, though, like that. Some of these are described, though. Some of these could be aardvarks, though. Like, <laughs> if you, everybody at home, if you haven't seen an aardvark, look it up. They look funny. They're weird animals. They got big, long snouts and big, tall ears, and they're just plump little. They look like a loaf of bread. <laughs> they look like a. So, what do you think for African painted dog? Maybe like I'll give it a small. Sure, like someone could have seen one and caught it in an undie bear. I could see that. What about aardvark? Maybe just that one you described in one of those stories, talking about the translucent ears. Yeah. Hairless. How about, here's my last of the normal animals. Okay. Just a chimpanzee. So they're not normally in these areas. Uh, so these are animals, like now, they, they can run on all fours. They're the right height. Uh, they're When they're running all fours, they do fit that, you know, their front arms are longer than their back legs. Right. It's giving the sloping uh, hyper back. Hyper-aggressive. Uh, they have eaten, like, I've seen videos of them eating the back of, like, little monkeys' heads and sure. getting their brains out. Very strong. They know, chimpanzees know what they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. None of the really stories gave me chimp vibes. Neither to me, but it was something people suggested, so. Yeah, it's just throwing out there, yeah. Now, here's one for you. Now, I'm going to try to talk about this. The giant boon known as a Dinopithecus. Dinopithecus? Yes. Okay. These were they just, these baboons were freaking massive. Uh, they were six foot tall at the shoulder. They had giant shaggy, like their front parts were really shaggy. They had a very thick horse-like tail. Uh, they'd run on all fours. They had very sharp claws. Uh, and they were hyper aggressive. Where are these? Where are these things from? Africa. They just are extinct, supposedly. Okay. Imagine a baboon the size of a lion. It's even if I, I'm just trying to think even bigger. Imagine the what'd you say, six and a half feet tall at the shoulder? Six feet at the shoulder. Okay. So, like, you know, that. So, your several big of the witnesses from the 1950s, the 1980s, the 1905 all claimed it was a giant baboon. They said it looked just like a, a baboon, it was just massive. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's what that is, right? And uh, these are one of these rare animals. Everybody at home, like Dinopithecus, we talked about with some other things that. Uh, paleontologists don't really know why they went extinct. Why they did, you said? Yeah, because there's several animals we talk about that it really doesn't make sense they went extinct. Mm-hmm. Like the hyenas in North America. Yeah. 
Like they were, they shouldn't have gone extinct. Like they were fitting this, like their niche didn't change very much when the megafauna disappeared. They weren't megafauna eaters. Right, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. So this is the same thing with the dinopithecus. Uh, very, these are scary animals. Sounds like normal baboons are terrifying. Baboons will literally break into huts in Africa right now and steal babies to eat them. No wonder why they hunt them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like baboons are incredibly smart, incredibly aggressive. These giant, giant teeth. Oh These yeah, boxy heads. Scary. So it fits a lot of the, it fits a lot of the descriptions. Did I ever tell? I think we talked about this before, maybe. But I ever show you that video? Does uh, you can go to Africa, and you can. Uh, hang out with these tribes, like native tribes there, and they'll take you on baboon, baboon hunts. hunts. Yeah. And you ever see that? Yeah, it's bad. They strapped a GoPro to, to a, a dog's dog, head. Yeah, and they ripped the baboons apart. Oh, yeah, he's chasing the baboons, like, running, like, turn around, it's, like, slap, like, telling them to get out of here. Like, it was it's weird. Like, like, it's like hunting a little man. Yeah, it was weird, and it got it. Oh, yeah, Dinopithecus was, like... Not a little man. Yeah. No, that would be scary. I've never heard of Dinopithecus before. I never even heard of that. How long have they been extinct, supposedly? Has it been like? I mean, is it like megafauna? Yeah, like ten thousand, like thirteen thousand years you know, ago. Probably fifty or sixty thousand. Oh, really? You know, okay. If not further back, they were. You know. Yeah, that's a frightening animal. But if it existed once, um, there's no reason it can't still be here, in very small numbers, or in just in this area. So this is what Lauren Coleman thinks. Ooh, dinosaurs. Yeah. Ooh, Lauren Coleman, eh? Mm-hmm. Throwing out some big names there. Yeah. How about, so here's another prehistoric species from Africa. This okay. could be, I, I have a lot of these, so get buckle get, up. Yeah. Short-faced hyenas. Okay. These things were massive. I feel like maybe we talked about these before. Uh, we may have. These things were gigantic hyenas. Yeah. Uh, you know, six to seven foot tall at the shoulder. Uh, these were megafauna specialists. Uh, we kind of think they were maybe small, like, Either singles or mo- smaller packs. Mm-hmm. These weren't the giant like packs of like we have today. Right, yeah. You no, know, they're specialized in much bigger game. Well, if you're that big, you don't need a big pack. And it, it's we don't we don't know about their fur and stuff like that. You know, we can you can reconstruct them like a spotted hyena, or you can reconstruct them like a brown hyena. You know, yeah. really, or something in the middle. You know, or something completely different. Right, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So once again, these guys went extinct with megafauna. They're from the area. Uh, they were monsters scary what do you I, think about this i mean can't rule it out can't rule it out if it you know it's fit in certain boxes just right you know especially in certain accounts maybe if it and if it's true like I said, there's a lot for this one if it's true that's kind of frightening uh coyote I, I i i can never say this animal's name right coyote no the the thing from the oh. beginning what i don't remember i mean from arc Oh, 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 the the, uh, me, the not the megatherium. No, uh, the, the uh, oh gosh, yeah, I know the Kylocolia. Yeah, there we Kylocolia. go. The big giant horse na- uh, yeah. relative. So a couple of these guys think that the, you know the bear-like heads, long claws, short tails, uh, very aggressive, sloping backs, uh, and these guys were native to the uh, both Africa and North Amer- or South America, I believe. Oh, in South uh, America. Yeah, uh, okay. African. Kylo, now I can't say it. Uh, so this may be a surviving species. These guys are would be hyper aggressive, uh, mostly omnivores. Uh, but yeah, what do you think? Um, how long ago did these things that supposedly die out? A long time ago. I'm, I'm going to say no to this one. <laughs> I don't think it's this at all. Kylo, 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 Kylo. Like I had more faith in 
the Mokeli and Bimbe being this, then this Nundi bear being this. Uh, Coradons are my next one. What's the heck's that? Uh, hyenodont. Okay, still. So, of ancient, these were, when hyenas were much more like cats. Oh, okay. But still big, bulky. Uh, a lot of people believe this may be them. Their morphology, their gait is very similar. So, this is when hyenas kind of split from all carnivora day. Okay. Uh, so, when, you know, the bears and the big cats and the dogs and yeah. everything were breaking off from the, their ancient into their, ancestors. Into their own little. So, these guys had a lot more similarities to cats. Yeah. They had a lot more similarities to bears. Uh, so this is, you know, but they went extinct a really long time ago. Or did they? I know, but I'm just saying. I know, I know. No, I like this one. Like this one, I kind of think it could be something like this too, or just like a, um, down the line ancestor that we just never really recorded or documented. And they just kind of found their home here and, or, you know, maybe it's these and they just lived in this area and they just over thousands of years maintained. So my second to last one. Are witch doctors. Okay. So like our skinwalkers from North America, a lot of these witch doctors are said to be able to shapeshift into hyena-like creatures. And that's maybe what we're seeing on a more spiritual level. Uh, that could be why we don't have carcasses of them. That could be why like they are extremely aggressive, terrorizing villagers, destroying livestock, are and all, then they just kind of disappear. Are all witch doctors bad? I don't know that. I'm just saying either. that it's just saying like a, like they're comparing it to like the skinwalkers of North America. Yeah. Ooh, I just hope it's not this one. I really, think, I really hope it's not this. I don't know. I mean, with that witch doctor, spiritual shaman stuff, you know, anything can happen, um, I suppose. But I don't. I just don't think this one's it. I'm just gonna say no. So, because I let's don't talk want about it. something weird. And once again, before we move on to this, I'm gonna apologize. I know I've been really low energy this episode, guys. Uh, I will get better, I promise. But I have a special ace up my pocket. Oh, no. not up your pocket. Yeah, up my pocket. <laughs> I'm extremely like... Yeah. <laughs> so there's one I've ignored that, you know, I've been saving for the end here. So it's kind of weird. If you look at the world, bears are ubiquitous species. <gasps> Is it the one I said earlier? Shh, shh, baby bird, I'll feed you. All right. It's not the one you said earlier, but you were uh, on the right track. Okay, gotcha. Uh, bears are ubiquitous. They're on every continent except Antarctica. Bears have found uh, a special niche in every ecosystem from the deserts of Mexico to Afghanistan to Europe. And most of the ones in Europe are, ex- are extirpated, but they were there relatively yeah. recently. To North Alaska. America, South America, India. Uh Australia doesn't have bears, true bears, but they had a thing that took the place of bears. Tartarian bears. Tartarian bears. It's funny you say Tartaria. Uh oh. We're going to talk about Atlas bears. Atlas bears. The name of my my soon to be son. Yes. Uh, Get so you'll Google out real quick. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you all about him here in a second. Uh, but Africa seems to be lacking a bear. There are bears in northern parts of Africa coming from South, or not South America, from like like the Saudi Arabian area and stuff like that. There are grizzly bears in Saudi Arabia in the mountains. There, you're like there are bears everywhere except Africa. Africa seems to be lacking bears, which mm-hmm. makes no sense because there's bears literally surrounding everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, but what if I tell you there was a bear in Africa relatively recently, and his name and, was the Atlas bear, and it was freaking massive 
I'm looking at pictures right now, and it looks gigantic. So it's it's a Africanium, uh, which is the Atlas bear. Guess how tall it was at the shoulder. Six and a half feet. Seven foot tall. Seven feet? Oh, gosh. Uh, it's close. I want to guess an average weight. Well, seven feet. Okay, so let's go about uh, four tons. 8,000 pounds. 1,600 pounds. Oh, I was ha- okay. Not even halfway So polar there. bears are, big polar bears are 2,000 pounds. Really big polar bears are 2,000 pounds. And this is 16,000? It's 1,600. Oh, 1,600. Sorry. That's 16,000. That's the size of a T-Rex. Yeah, that's gigantic. I was going to say, oh my, he's thick. But okay, uh, So making it larger than most living bears. So almost a ton. Yeah. Like or, the size of a yeah. car. Yeah, so the only bears alive today that get bigger than this are polar bears, and it's the extreme oh. size polar bears that get bigger than this. How big do Kodiaks get? I thought they were the biggest. They, no, polar bears are way bigger. Oh, okay. Uh, but Kodiaks top out at like 1,400 pounds. Oh, they're thick. They're just thick boys. Yeah, they, I mean, there's you're also talking about fur and everything. Like A lot fat, of fur. Fat takes up more space than weight. Right, it's, it does, yep. Uh, so, yeah, so these guys were massive. Although these large bears, uh, so there were bears during their time, such as cave bears, uh, short-faced bears... <laughs> I just looked, sorry, I just seen the extinction date. Which was? Uh, 1870s. Yes. That's like yesterday. Yeah, thanks for taking my thunder. I'm sorry, but. These went extinct during, supposedly, these went extinct during the sightings of Nundy Bears. Literally 1870s, yeah. Yes, yes, they were, yes. Hmm. And they they were fairly common. I think the virus took their population down. Uh, so we, we're going to talk about other bears, but yes, these were massive carnivores. We think so, like I was getting to, uh, these belong to the same order as cave bears and short-faced bears. Oh, gosh. So they aren't the modern-day bears that we have. These were the carnivores. These were highly carnivorous yeah, bears. the old-world bears. Yes. Uh, so old. they were there. They lived there. Uh, <laughs> these guys were just monsters. Uh, they literally, there's fossilized, uh, or not fossilized, there's uh, preserved poop from these guys. Uh-huh. That have the crushed bones of spotted hyenas, uh, dogs, and humans. Everything. Yeah. Everything. They, they just eat whole bones. Hmm. So these guys went extinct during the early sightings of the honey bears. But we talked about the virus earlier. Right, Wiped yeah. out a lot of ungulates. Forgot about that. So these guys could have been directly affected by that. Their population is knocked back. But let's talk about some really rare bears. Okay. Sun bear. Sun bear. What's a sun bear? You said it earlier. Sloth bears, right? Sloth bears, sun bears, yes. Oh, those are the same thing? Uh, I don't think they're the same thing, but close cousins. Okay. But there are bears that are extremely aggressive, but extremely secretive, too. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, so I can't remember which ones. One of them's South America, one of them's India. They look almost identical. The, completely different personalities. Sloth bear, I believe, is the India one. I'm looking, I just looked up the so sun bear. So, sloth bears right are now. the ones that, like, I showed you that video of the one ripping the tiger's nose Super off. Super aggressive, yeah. With the shaggy hair. Yeah. Okay. I think the Nundy bear is an actual bear. I think you might be right. It is the Atlas bear. I think you might be right. It just went extinct literally not that long ago. No. And that's 1870s. That's Yeah. That's more recent than the uh what's that? That thylacine is it thylacine? What's that? No, the the thylacine, yeah. The thylacine went extinct in the 40s. Okay, 1940s. so it's, I mean it's still relatively But there we're still seeing close. it. And yeah, then oh, they yeah. just changed their extinction date like a couple years back to the 1980s. Oh, really? Yeah. Because there's enough evidence to suggest they were alive still in the 1980s because they're still alive today. Let's go find us an atlas bear. I don't want to. Why not? Because no, it's literally it's eating the top of people's skulls. 
They get their brains out. Yeah, but you you already said it earlier how squirrely I am. I mean, I could get away and The people living it. in this area are talking like the fences and stuff that keep the lions and the tigers and whatever yeah. out. Can't keep the They outfit. just bust through it and rip open the roof of the house. There are stories of these things getting on the roof of the house and pushing like a polar bear push on ice. Yeah, and just To shoves. break through, to get into there, to eat you, drag you out of your house. It's like cracking an egg open. It's easy. This thing was dragging sheep and cattle back alive. It was dragging... Oh, gosh. It was dragging dogs out of the ground. Like the I'm not even talking about that thing. I'm talking about when they found the 14 cat or the fourteen sheep that were missing. Yeah. Half of them were still alive. Just drug away. Yeah, it breaks their legs so they can eat them later. Yeah, good Lord. Good Lord. Yeah, let's catch one. I bet we can train one. So I think this was an atlas bear. I like that. This one probably has the most merit to it. Yeah. I can't believe it. When I, I literally gasped when I seen 1870, it's like not that long ago. It's like literally, yeah. It's just a few generations back. Like they were relatively, you know, seen or known. So the, uh, these Atlas bears were used in the Roman Empire uh, in the fighting pits. <laughs> so people had to fight again. They pinned people yeah. up against Well, you know them? how they did this with lions and they did this with tigers and stuff like that? Yeah. The, the Atlas bears was one of their favorites. Like, wait, wait, people would fight the Alice Bears or bears they would fight would, bears? Well, they would take them and fight animals and people. Oh, okay. Like in the pits. Like, yeah. So, like, literally, if you look under, like, the Roman Coliseums, like, there was just storage for animals and slaves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Atlas Bears were one of their favorites because they were some of the bloody, bloodiest, me- like, horrible fights. Good Lord. Bears are just, yeah. Mean. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, it's awful, and it's just, just sounds, maybe it's one of those thoughts, you know, intrusive thoughts, but as awful as those Gladiator Coliseum things sound, kind of wish I could go back in time and just watch a little bit. <laughs> I, I want to see a bear fight a tiger or a man, just like a gladiator fighting a bear. So some of the, some of the real things that point to this is the, the gate that is often described for the last 200 years of nunny bear sightings. Yeah. Is it this weird shamble shuffle? This weird run, it it really points to bears. Mm. Uh, hyenas don't experience that. Big cats don't experience that. Yeah. I unlike, unlike we've said multiple times, there seems to be other animals being lumped into the Nundi bear category, like the big lynx-like thing. It could be a big lynx. Right. Exactly. It could. You know, there could be a, a mysterious big cat somewhere which, in Africa, which is possible easily. It, are there big cats like around the world, like in every country? Is that you know what I mean? Yeah. They're literally everywhere, too. So, yeah. I mean, Africa's home to many of the big, big cats. cats. Exactly. So, yeah, it could be. Could be I, I do think it's a it's a combo of things, but I think at the core of it, it's probably this bear for most of them. I'm, I agree with you on that. So, the Nundi bear. The Nundi bear. I believe it's real. I so, think it's just a bear. Just an atlas bear. Which are very aggressive. They literally used him in the Roman Coliseum. Right, yeah, it's insane. I mean, yeah, I would say most... Majority of the percentage, probably this atlas bearer. I do still think somewhere it's hybrid hyenas. I, I, some I, of them. There could be all kinds of stuff. Or and just regular hyenas. hyenas. I think yeah. there are giant, like, we talked about the species of giant hyena yeah. that went extinct. I don't remember what it's called, the short-faced hyena. Something like that, yeah. I do think that could be some of them. Yeah. Uh, or even a whole different species of hyena. Hmm. Like we talked about with hyenas on literally the hyenas episode, that they are very extremely adaptable animals. Right, yeah. Uh, They're everywhere. Yeah. So, huh. yeah, I do think it's a hodgepodge. I do think the true Nundi bear sightings, what you could call a Nundi bear, yep. are bears. Yeah, I agree. Literally a Nundi bear. Yeah, exactly. Or an Atlas bear. An Atlas let's bear. Just, let's just rename the Nundi bear. 
the Atlas bear, what it really is. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. 1870s, I never even heard of this bear before. I'm, I'm sure there's one buried back in the Smithsonian. I have to go check with my uh, <laughs> others back there, working back there, shuffling all the boxes around, but I might have to have one of them dig up an Atlas bear's tooth. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and you can look past my tired misreading of everything. Yeah, it's part of the fun. Is it? Yeah. We'll see if they enjoy this one or not. Let's see if we get a comment. Yeah. Leave us a comment. Review. Yeah. Five star, preferably. But, you know, do what you want to do. Do what you need to do. Only do five stars. If you do something else than five stars, I will be disappointed. He will find you. I, I will not. I don't care enough to. Oh, yeah. You're right. To do anything. <laughs> He I will, barely want to get out of this chair. He will tell the mushrooms in the backyard. I will do that. And they will find you. They already know where you are. Exactly. I have been the great and powerful mystery. And I've been the infamous Jay. All right. We'll catch you guys next week with more exciting episodes. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash CryptoTheCorn.com. And don't forget, stay magical. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.